Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're not in charge. And you know what? She was right. I wasn't in charge. But I somehow had taken charge inadvertently. Gonzo, the Coast Guard years. Key West, episode five. New Year's and Boots. So New Year's Eve was close at hand. Brooklyn and I had no plans. That sounds like something from Dr. Seuss, but trust me, it's not. Well, except that, um, as far as plans, that is, I mean, uh, we did have plans to go down to Duval Street sometime during the whole, um, you know, midnight festivities and countdown and stuff. It was also around New Year's that I sort of got on this whole air supply kick. Not, not, not that I actually needed any additional air or anything like that. There was plenty of air in Key West. I'm actually referring to the band that was formed out of Australia. That was kind of popular during the late uh, 70s and 80s. And I'm pretty sure people are still listening to them today. It was also about this time that um, my girlfriend from back home broke up with me. So, um, you know, kind of funny how recollection works. I'm not sure she, I broke up with her or she broke up with me. Um, I, I think she might have like kicked my ass to the curb. I mean, I, I'm not that I could blame her. I was 1,200 miles away spending time in the sun and working on my already considerable tan. So it just feels like, you know, when it's around New Year's Eve, it just seemed like a good breakup song uh, was one that I had um, listened to from the band Air Supply. And that song was called I'm All Out of Love. I, the weird thing is, though, so Brooklyn and I decided um, sort of by accident, really, and actually we never really decided, we just sort of did it. So whenever there was like an awkward sort of thing going on, uh, whatever awkward moment it was or some stupid situation, we would like fill in those moments, awkward moments with our rendition of, of I'm all out of love, which really was just, you know, those five words that we ever did. So it was really kind of stupid. There was one time that, um, Brooklyn and I were out canvassing the base and, uh, I was just being a Debbie Downer for, for some reason. I, I was, I'm sure I was being mopey uh, about my girlfriend dumping me. And so as we're sort of walking around it and I, he was just getting tired of me just, you know, being stupid. 
So he decided he was going to be equally as stupid. And he picked up one of these giant palm leaves and he picked it up by like the stem, the, the, the part that would go into the actual tree itself. He holds it up to his mouth like a damn microphone and started singing. And by sing, I'm using that term very loosely singing because he was horrible. I mean, I sucked too, but he was really bad. So I don't, I don't know. I, like I said, I was just doing just, you know, just being mopey and stuff. And he's walking around and he's holding it up like a microphone going, I'm all out of love. Okay. Actually the band sounds much better than that. And I mean, he was pissing me off. I mean, I, I, I wanted to kick him right in the ding ding. But um, I, I have to admit that fucker can make me laugh all the time. I mean, there was not a time that he didn't make me laugh, except when, I don't know, maybe we got grumpy with each other at some point. I, I actually don't remember us ever being angry at each other, but we might have been. I don't remember. And sometimes um, I would just randomly start singing that song and he would just get annoyed with me like annoyed, but he wouldn't get so annoyed that he wouldn't stop hanging out with me. I mean, it was my personal belief that neither he or I had anyone else to hang out with or anyone else that would have put up with us. Otherwise we just, we had ditched each other sort of like a breakup. And that sounds kind of weird, but it's all good. Um, so now that New Year's Eve was around, uh, w- what we thought we were going to do is that we needed to go ahead and sort of stake out where we were going to be uh, for New Year's. So we cruised on down to Duval Street and the, the place was crawling with people. Oh, as a matter of fact, there was this thing they called the Duval Crawl. It essentially was like a, a bar crawl. So you go from one place to another, but... You know, you got pretty drunk and, you know, the whole crawling thing, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, the, the, the place was freaking packed. And I remember, I think, say, I think I remember that they were starting to put up roadblocks uh, along sort of the side streets. So people could, you know, drunk walk up and down Duval Street um, as it got closer to midnight. So we, Brooklyn and I were out cruising around on foot, mind you, scoping out where we were going to be hanging out, like the best possible spot to be uh, on Duval Street during the um, Key West New Year's Eve party. I think we ended up selecting this place called the Bull. I'm pretty sure it was the Bull. Um, I mean, it seemed like the right place to be. It was right there on Key West, um, well, on Duval Street, it was, and it kind of seemed like it was like in a pretty central location to all the action. And uh, so that, that, that was what we were going to hang out. So we, we head back to our, um, the, 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 to the base. And what we were going to do is we were going to start pre-gaming before actual New Year's Eve. Cause part of our problem was neither one of us was actually 21. So we weren't going to easily get into any of those bars and I was pretty sure that they were going to be pretty strict on how we actually, um, uh, yeah, yeah, we weren't just going to get in. So if we had IDs, they were just going to say no. There's just no way around it. And again, I'm not even sure how we get this rum. Uh, it's, like I said, it always just magically appeared that we always had this Jamaican rum. 
But I know it's weird, but whatever. So after we got some of our pre-gaming in, um, I'm not sure if we ate. I feel I feel like we probably also reverted back to the um, Fritos dip-sized corn chips and jalapeno dip. I'm pretty sure that's what ended up happening. Or maybe we actually ate the evening meal. I have no idea, but it's all good. We had rum. So as you expect, it was dark outside. And uh, so as we made our way back to Duval Street, I mean, you can tell something was going on because the whole place was lit up. And I, I, I feel like I remember that the lights were really bright white. Um, that kind of white or kind of the kind of lights that you see like at a football stadium. I mean, the whole place was lit up. It was crazy. There were people hanging out in their balconies or the balconies of the bars. And um, sort of like if you would expect if you were at Mardi Gras. And people even had beads around their necks. And I mean, mostly it was women with beads around their necks, but there's some dudes too. And I, I remember that at one point, um, Brooklyn starts shouting out um, something that you'd expect a 19-year-old to shout out. He's like, show us your tits. And, and like magic, women started f- f- from the balconies, flashing their boobies and uh and of course everyone starts laughing and ca- so we're kind of cruising around we're walking around we're just sort of you know just whatever making chit chat and laughing about stupid stuff looking at all the drunks and crap but as it got closer to midnight we realized we are at the wrong end of Duval Street we were nowhere near the bull so we started speed walking and let me tell you, speed walking when you're buzzed on rum, I, I felt like we were really hauling ass, but I'm, I'm not sure we were actually um, moving very fast other than we were looking like a bunch of drunks. That's what we were looking like, a bunch of drunks speed walking. So I know you've all seen drunks speed walking. So take some time, think about it. Imagine how that would appear. Anyway, okay, so as we're walking, so uh, uh, one end that we were on, you know, you hear you hear them counting down and, you know, and they're like, eight, seven, six. So, you know, they're, they're counting down and we're getting up to the where the bull was. And I swear I'm hearing the same thing. They're saying eight, seven, six. So you're probably thinking if I was at one end of Duval Street and speaking, speed walking to get to the bull that they would at least be like at five, four, three. No, not at all. They were at eight, seven, six, like we were the other thing. So I know what you're, th- I, 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 you know what? Here's what I think happened. I think that Brooklyn and I were speed walking so fast. We were time traveling. Yeah, don't, don't, don't fucking mock me. I know what you're thinking, uh, but this shit could have happened. You never know. I mean, when you're drunk, anything can happen. Well, as it turns out, midnight came. Uh, there were people hugging and couples were kissing and Brooklyn and I, I think we're, we're out of breath from our time traveling. I remember we flopped down on one of the sidewalks. We both looked at each other with that, you know, that sort of like, now what look. I do remember that he looked over at me and said, don't even fucking try to kiss me. We just both started laughing at each other. And um, 
I'm pretty sure I started singing that song, I'm All Out of Love Again by Air Supply. And um, Brooklyn joined in for a few bars because we only knew like a few bars of the song, not bars as in the the buildings in Key West, um, because we only knew a few bars of the song. We didn't know a whole lot. So needless to say, we both sort of like, ah, fuck it. We got up and started walking back to the base and um, leaving the party like, you know, behind us because we were 19 and we really couldn't do much other than walk around and, you know, speed walk through time. Right. It, the funny thing about all of that is, is right after we got up and started walking back, it started to rain. I mean, it, I don't think it really could have gotten any more pathetic. I, yeah, it was, it was really bad. We walked back to the base. The rain is coming down, singing air supply. Only thing I can think of was Happy New Year. Ah, fuck. So New Year's had come and gone. Um, I think it was also about that time that we had gotten an influx of new personnel um, that came to work at the barracks. I, th- I think we had a total of four um, newish people. Three were females and one male. Two of the females were right out of Cape May. One of them, I believe, was a, actually, I'm pretty sure I know, was a transfer from the SES division. Um, so she had been at least for a little while. And one dude, the, 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 the dude was a bit of a different story. He was a little off, more like we were not entirely sure what his deal was. I mean, he was a full seaman, and I'm going to pause there so I can get this stupid little giggle out, out of the way. So I re- I'm still trying not to laugh. I remember that um, he was about six foot, maybe a little taller than six foot, pretty fit build. But for the most part, I mean, most of us were fairly fit. I mean, we were recently out of boot camp, so you had to be at some level of fitness, right? Anyway, so with that What was off about the dude was that he was way older or appeared to be older than the rest of us by like a, like a a long shot. Um, so most of the new, but okay. The new arrivals were actually all older than me. Um, I think they were all at least 21, but they didn't look particularly much older, but this dude looked like he had seen some hard years. Uh, he was, you know, in his late twenties, maybe. I know, I know being the age I am now, late twenties would be like a dream. This dude definitely looked like he was out in the sun a lot. His skin was sort of worn and wrinkly. I mean, he could have been a, a fisherman in, in, in a previous life or a farmer before he joined the Coast Guard. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, he definitely looked like um, he had seen better days. Also about this time when all these new folks uh, were showing up, I learned the term scuttlebutt, or at least I had learned that the term scuttlebutt had um, multiple meanings, or at least two meanings. Bear with me here. You see, in, in the civilian world, office workers gathered around a water cooler, um, or at least that's what they say, right, uh, to catch up on the local office politics and gossip and all that kind of who's he what's it, but in the Coast Guard, we didn't have water coolers, or at least not, generally speaking, we didn't have water coolers. We had a scuttlebutt. 
which really is just a really stupid way of saying we had a drinking fountain, you know, a water drinking fountain, the thing where you go up to and you push a button, water comes out of it, drinking fountain. Who the hell comes up with these names anyway? To call a drinking fountain a scuttlebutt. I, besides, who, who actually wants to drink out of something with the word but in it? I mean, think about that. It doesn't conjure up like, you know, uh, the sense of a refreshing drink or anything like that. Whatever. Okay. I'm just, I'm babbling and lose my mind now. So essentially scuttlebutt was just um, the rumor. So when people had water cooler conversations, it was mostly just gossip or whatever. But scuttlebutt is essentially the same thing, just the rumors or the stories that were going around about um, somebody or something or whatever. It was like being back in high school again. But since most of us were racially out of high school, except for this full semen dude. But it wasn't his age that's, that, that, that made him seem off or anything like that. Okay, so on the rare occasion that Petty Officer Jalapeno and I actually had a conversation... Uh, this particular time, he offered up also that he thought this guy was a bit off. Um, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm referring to this um, this, this dude. He, he he thought that the the guy, this this full seaman, might have been uh, CGI. In the Coast Guard, CGI stands for Coast Guard Intelligence. Now, I'm not saying this guy was Coast Guard Intelligence, but I mean, I didn't know a lot about the Coast Guard at this point. So whatever Jalapeno was saying. I was still actively listening because, you know, he had been a lot longer than me. But Jalapeno was under the impression that this dude knew way too much about the Coast Guard for just being a seaman. He hadn't been in that long. At least that was uh, Jalapeno's point of view. The guy knew too much. I don't even remember if we were ever told where he was transferred in from. I just know he just showed up one day and uh, the rumor spread or scuttlebutt spread that he was potentially uh, Coast Guard intelligence. And we were to watch what we say around him, watch what we do around him, which is really weird because um, essentially in high school, everyone would have called the guy a narc. I mean, that, that he was, you know, going to rat you out. Um, but really all this meant was that here's what was confusing we are in the Coast Guard, so it's not like we weren't supposed to be doing something wrong anyway. I mean, we, we were supposed to be doing good things, not stupid things. Um, anyway, plus, I, I was just a, a seaman right, seaman apprentice, right out of... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Boot camp, so I didn't know shit and I wasn't going to be doing anything wrong on purpose. But as everyone knows, when you're back in high school, when you hear someone's a narc, you pretty much avoid the guy or a gal. In this case, a guy, a full semen. So generally, I just avoided um, this dude for no reason other than he was older and pretty much a know-it-all. And uh, that was enough to make him just plain old suspicious and so, yeah, we stayed away from them. That was just kind of weird. But anyway, scuttlebutt, that was the whole point of all that, scuttlebutt. It, the weird thing is, as I made, made my way through my Coast Guard experience, um, I found that adults are really uh, much worse about rumors and gossip. I mean, adults seem to apply some fucked up logic and reasoning to make up, to make stories sound true about people. I mean, it was pervasive throughout the Coast Guard. Um, Having said that, um, some of the, they had some really strict rules about fraternization and um, so many of the rumors or scuttlebutt all had to do with fraternization. And um, I'll I'll talk about that um, a little later on, Uh, not probably not in this episode, but definitely the, the, the next one after that or next two or whatever. Anyway, we get these, um, new arrivals, like I mentioned, um, like there's three other ones and they were female. Two of them again were right out of, uh, Cape May and one was a transfer from the SES division. So I'm going to refer to her as little Miss Seaman SES. I mean, she had been in longer than me, that's for sure. And clearly she wasn't hugged enough when she was growing up because man, she did not like me at all. She might have been a semen apprentice, but I'm going to call her semen to give her the benefit of the doubt. Plus, that makes me giggle. So it isn't as though I didn't actually give her a reason not to like me. I mean, I'm pretty sure I gave her plenty of reasons not to like me. Um, But as I was coming to learn being in the Coast Guard, or uh, maybe it was just being in Key West, that, that might have been it. You see, people in the Coast Guard, again, or maybe back in Key West, it's like the whole general attitude was, why do today what you can put off till tomorrow? I mean, I've been told previously to slow down. You're walking too fast. Dude, what's your hurry? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I heard it all. Honestly, I just thought... It might have been the people that I hung out with. I mean, Brooklyn was always scolding me, telling me to slow down. 
but it wasn't just him. I saw the locals that lived there. I mean, no one was in a rush to do shit. Okay, so maybe it was just Key West or maybe it was the heat island culture. I mean, I don't know. I was a 19-year-old kid still trying to figure out crap. And uh, as a general reminder, I had just turned 19. I turned 19 at boot camp. This person was just, she just, she didn't get along with me um, because, um, and I don't, again, I don't know if it's because of, you know, the whole attitude of being in Key West, or maybe it was just the Coast Guard attitude in general. But on a particular day, which was hot as fuck, as most days are in Key West. So after we had done our canvassing around the base, a.k.a. picking up trash in the random errant palm leaves that are floating around, we were asked to do something, oh, very seamen-like. We were going to be painting yeah, I mean, trust me, in the Coast Guard, everyone paints. It's, 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 painting is a job that I absolutely loathe. I hate painting. I mean, I'm no good at it. And as, and on top of all that, I get, no matter how hard I try, I get covered in paint. It's, I, I, I don't know how it happens. It just, it just happens. I get covered in fucking paint. It's just freaking miserable. But we weren't just painting anything that was particularly very coasty-like. No, not at all. Petty Officer Jalapeno walked us out to the parking lot to show us what we were going to be painting. I'm sure you already guessed it. He told us that we needed to freshen up and repaint the lines on these parking spots. And I don't remember who these parking spots were belong to, but I guess they are important people. But we literally were going to be out there painting lines in a parking lot for parking spots. I mean, there's like three or four of them we were told we had to do, but we were painting, we, oh my God, we were painting parking lines. What? I, uh. So yeah, this was not the vision I had of my time in the Coast Guard or what I would be doing in the Coast Guard. I mean, none of this had even remotely was something that I thought I'd be doing. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how it happened. Um, I wasn't the most senior person um, amongst all the non-rates. And for those of you who don't know, um, actually, I was at the bottom. Um, actually, probably not the bottom bottom because um, there was two other people that were, that were more junior than me, technically speaking, but whatever. Uh, but so I'm not sure how it happened, but when um, it was time to start painting, one of the things we needed to do first was we needed to like clean the area. So we had some brooms and stuff and we were sweeping the parking spots. Yes, I said we were sweeping the parking spots because we were getting all the dirt and debris or as much as we could off the lines. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Was I, I, I felt like maybe th- th- this was some sort of weird punishment for the stupidity of uh, some of the stuff I had done in the in, in, in Coast Guard boot camp, but whatever. Um, and as a matter of fact, I, this whole painting scenario uh, was one of the things that I was horribly embarrassed about. And I, if anyone had asked me what I was doing in the Coast Guard right then and there, I, I would never have told them. I, I, I would I would have told them that I you know I would have been better off telling them I was down there, um, you know, learning to juggle or something. But to be painting parking lot lines, I mean, 
I wasn't doing any Coast Guard training. Uh, I wasn't learning a new skill. I was just fucking manual labor. I mean, shit, I just should have changed my name to manual labor. I mean, good Lord, man. Yeah, that was really a miserable experience. Um, As I said, I was sweeping the parking lot or at least the lines at the parking lot. And having cleared one of the spots, one of the other seamen, actually, I I think it it might've been um, somebody I completely neglected. Um, So there was another guy named Smitty. So he would have been like two of the dudes, not, he wasn't the the weird off seaman. He was another guy. um, I think Smitty was a former Coast Guard reservist who went active duty, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure about uh, what his deal was, but I mean, he was a great guy. Uh, So one of the things we needed to do was that we needed to tape off those lines so we can just, you know, kind of paint with reckless abandonment and keep the line straight. So uh, Smitty was, was, was trying to do that. And as I moved over to like the second spot, I remember looking over Little Miss Seaman chatting it up with one of the other female boots. And I, I think her name was Katie. Um, Might have been Susan. I mean, I, I, I don't remember, but it might have been the heat getting to me. Uh, or maybe it was just a combination that I was out there doing some really shitty ass work and the heat. And uh, it was just Smitty and I in Brooklyn that would seem to be doing the work while the other two were just sitting there chatting away and not doing a fucking thing. No, I'm not angry about this. Yeah, yeah I was angry then. I guess I'm getting emotional now. Woo-hoo. Um, but I remember I, 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 I barked out something at them about, you know, about them trying to help out, you know, and I, and little Miss Seaman said something like, you're not in charge. And you know what? She was right. I wasn't in charge, but I somehow had taken charge inadvertently. I mean, I said something shitty back to her like, well, I am now. So why don't you get off your blankety blank blank? and help tape these things off so we can be done before lunch. Well, little Miss Seaman said something back to me, and I, I, I don't remember what it was. I'm sure I just ignored it. Uh, then she looked over and said something to Katie or Susan or whatever her name was. I, 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 I couldn't hear what they were saying because they were whispering. They were gossiping. They were generating scuttlebutt. But all along, I'm sitting there basking in the heat and enjoying exactly whatever it was I was doing at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm being sarcastic, people. As it turns out, the tape we were using, it doesn't stick very well to the asphalt because, well, this whole painting operation was just, was just, just, oh my God, was just taking way too freaking long. We ended up having to do it by hand without the benefit of uh, having the tape there. So it was going to take a whole lot longer to get done than I had anticipated it going to be. Um, eventually, uh, Little Miss SES and Katie, Susan, uh, were helping. The funny thing is, I don't even remember when we actually finished. Uh, I, I sort of vaguely remember, uh, Petty Officer Jalapeno coming out and inspecting the work. And I'm, I'm guessing it turned out okay, because I don't remember us having to go back and do anything else. And, uh, had he not liked it, or if he was grumpy about it, I probably would have knocked him the hell out. Um, then again, if I had, had I done that, this, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. My career, Coast Guard career would have been drastically different. So sometime later in the day, we're back in the barracks. Um, I'm pretty sure we were doing something equally as cool, like sweeping the floors or dusting the common areas. 
the common areas where essentially the lounge areas where the coasties who are living in the barracks would, well, lounge around. I mean, they had a TV, they had coffee table and some couches and, um, and stuff like that. Something, you know, that you can hang out and just sort of not be in your room. Also on, um, so they, 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 they had, they had a lounge on the second and third floor. I don't remember if we had a fourth floor. Uh, I feel like there was only three, might've been four, but on the second and third floor though, they had exercise equipment. I mean, mostly it was equipment for weightlifting. And if you recall uh, from a prior episode, the chief of the barracks uh, was a bodybuilder. Uh, so, so it was actually um, jalapeno, but um, when your chief uh, is a bodybuilder and you get to uh, make purchasing decisions for equipment for the barracks. I mean, you buy weightlifting equipment. I mean, I mean, literally he turned it into his own personal gym. Um, I guess you can do that. I mean, I mean, the gym, the, the equipment was there for other people to use as well. I don't recall ever seeing anyone else use it. I mean, take that back. Rubiano used it quite extensively. Um, he worked out a lot, but when you're sort of isolated from everybody, um, whether by choice or not, um, you got plenty of time on your hands to work out. Sometime after we finished dusting up and uh, wiped down and disaffected all the equipment, um, some, sometime after that, I remember Katie had, Katie or Susan, whatever her name was, uh, she pulled me aside and honestly, I didn't know what she wanted, uh, but since she was a girl and I was a dude, a nerdy one at that, uh, and she was nice to me, of course, I was going to talk to her. I mean, why wouldn't I, right? I mean, it's what nerdy, skinny guys do. When a girl wants to talk to you, you just are like, oh, okay. So she wa- we walked down to this hallway um, just outside where the uh, the common area was, and I, I, it felt kind of suspicious, um, but she looked at me and I remember she, she had these big, huge, innocent doe eyes. I mean, and she had told me that little Miss SCS had been talking shit about me. Duh. Like I expected that. I, I mean, I mean, she was just saying shitty stuff about me to, you know, Katie, Susan, whatever. I mean, I don't remember uh, too much. Um, other than that, um, Katie had said, uh, little Miss SES said I was an asshole. Me? Asshole? Who'd have thought, right? <laughs> anyway, so it was then that I think I got the greatest compliment that I've ever heard to date. Uh, and it's, it's kind of weird because I, I have told this story in the past um, to other people. And um, I don't think I actually gave all the context behind it, but um, this particular thing that Katie told me afterward, um, this particular statement, actually, it had a a pretty uh, profound effect on me, um, like I said, even today. So Katie just looked at me with those big doe eyes and she said she told little Miss SES, I told her Gonzo might be an asshole, but he'd never fuck you over. I mean, generally speaking, I try not to be an asshole, but most importantly, somebody who I barely knew had just a little bit of faith in me to know that I, I, I wouldn't fuck anybody over. I mean, that's not me. 
I know it's a bit of an off-color compliment, but it's like treasure to me. I, it's like literally over 30 years later, I, I, can, I can remember this conversation, or at least that part of it. Um, so anyway, she had a real positive impact on me. I wish I actually remembered her full name, but I, but I, I guess maybe just not forgetting her and remembering that conversation. Um, maybe that's enough, I think, right? Oh, and, and did I mention that Katie Susan, well, she was also friends with the other boot. You know, um, the one that wore the white cowboy boots with the tassels on them. You've been listening to Gonzo the Coast Guard Ears, Key West, written and produced by Tim Gonzalez, and I'm Nicholas Gonzalez, the voice guy. We'll be back with another episode of Gonzo the Coast Guard Ears after the holidays. Be sure to subscribe to get notified. If you're enjoying our podcast, help us spread the word. Also, please consider leaving a five-star rating. You can also contact us over on Twitter at CGEars. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.